Hi, and welcome to today's episode of Dr. Simone's Mindspace. I'm super excited to be today again with a guest we've been talking about um, before. So I'll let her, in, let her introduce herself and welcome, Aji. Hi, my name is Aggie. Um, yeah, so I've been here before. I did the Global Citizen podcast. And today I want to talk a little bit about my knee and recovery as I had quite a... Quite a journey. Yeah, huh? quite a journey yeah. and quite a big accident four years ago. So what happened? Um, so I was bouldering indoors. So bouldering is climbing, but you're not attached to any ropes because yeah. you technically not that high you only go up to like maybe two meters and um, I slipped on one of the grips and I fell and literally tore almost every ligament in my knee so I tore the ACL PCL MCL and had a patella luxation wow yeah it was pretty bad <laughs> and how did you immediate do you remember like the immediate situation the adrenaline overflow I, d I don't remember that much but And then, you know, obviously the, like the, um, um, the people with the, um, with the emergency car came and they put me on all sorts of drugs. And I was just like, I kind of thought, oh, it's not that bad. It's just my kneecap that, you know, like you never think that it's that bad. I was like, no, no, it's going to be fine. Mm -hmm. But then it wasn't. <laughs> then you woke up in the hospital with bad no, news. No, so first, um, because it was late in the evening, it was a Friday evening, and then they didn't do an MRI they did an x-ray but an x-ray you don't see the ligaments so they they actually didn't know themselves how bad it was only in the next week then um, yeah they sent me for an MRI I actually went to a different hospital they took like put me into an MRI and then saw the damage that was done and during the time from from the actual accident to the MRI what did, what happened there You were, was, must have been in so much pain. It was No, the thing is, if you tear ligaments, you're not in pain. I just had really, really bad swelling. Mm -hmm. Crazy enough, they also, they sent me home without crutches. So I was for three days running around at home, still thinking it's not that bad, walking without any crutches. Like my mm. knee was feeling unstable, but I would walk up upstairs, downstairs. And mm -hmm. yeah, I was actually, yeah, I was... It was quite insane, to be honest. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know, and they didn't know either, yeah. And then you went back to the hospital, and then you got the, the, yeah. Got the news. Yeah. And what, can you sort of share what happened then, step by step, so, maybe? Yeah, so the doctor told me the damage, and then he also said, with that type of injury, um, I'll probably never run again, or I'll never run again. Wow. And also, he said it's going to be... I think for the record, mm -hmm. you're like a very fit person. Yeah, right? like so I'm... you're not like a couch potato yeah. that is given that news and like, oh, yeah, whatever. Exactly. Like I'm a um, work workoutaholic or sportaholic or however you want to call it. Like for me, running, I love running. It's like my way of like switching off and like moving meditation and then obviously yoga as Can't well. Agree more. <laughs> so <laughs> exactly I, my you aunt, would know. My aunt too and she she had I don't remember what it was she had and she she was getting so depressed from not being able to run. Yeah. And I really felt for her. I was like, oh my gosh, I could not do it. Yeah, either. so if you tell someone like you or me or anyone that loves running, you will never run again. It's like 
for me it wasn't even an answer like I didn't accept it like I was like no that's not happening I was yeah. just like no no <laughs> there's like no. no chance and then also he said like I never sit cross-legged again because I obviously told him about my yoga and I'm also like I'm a yogi like I do sit cross-legged and I will do that like there's just no way it's not gonna work oh what kind of a doctor was he it's just the thing is you know with that damage 90% of the people it would have it would have been the case mm-hmm. like I mean we're Did getting you meet other other soulmates in the similar situation during your rehab no th- that type of injury that I had is super rare so yeah. it, like people either have the ACL or have the PCL or have the ACL and MCL but to have the ACL and the PCL and the MCL it's like hardly ever happens yeah it's really only like with a massive impact like rugby players have yeah, it yeah I just was Sometimes thinking soccer about players. soccer players actually or but hockey or, it technically yeah. doesn't happen if you mm. just fall off two meters yeah so yeah <laughs> oh man and then then after those news that you couldn't run you couldn't sit cross-legged you had to go through operation yeah and then I think it was like 10 days later I had the appointment for the operation and then I was just going into the operation with like a super positive mindset I was just you know there's only one way if I'm like negative and miserable it's not going to go anywhere so mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever had an operation but uh, yeah if uh-huh. some people had normally what they want to do especially with the knees or elbows you have to paint a cross where they have to operate because apparently which I didn't know as well it does happen obviously in very rare cases that they cut open the wrong knee so you have to mark the knee where they have to cut it it's quite crazy so instead of drawing an x I actually drew a smiley on my knee because I was like I'm just like putting all the energy like positive energy in there that I can And then, yeah, I think the operation took quite a while. I think it w- I was out for like three, four hours, woke up and then obviously was in massive pain then mm-hmm. because, you know, like they had to cut open the whole knee. I had a scar of like 20 centimeters mm-hmm. and then they closed it with staples. Look quite, I looked like Frankenstein. Oh, like when, wow. I, when I took the thing off and looked at my leg, I was like, oh my God, this is bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, started physio or like, if you want to call it physio right away in the hospital that's great at mm. least that that's something they do nowadays that you immediately start yeah. with mobilization yeah not exactly wait for hour for days no. until it is all nicely sort of uh, yeah i think after stiff. like one or two days they put me on a machine that automatically moves your leg so the leg yeah. gets used to the movement again but obviously very little because mm-hmm. you're not allowed to bend it or fully straighten it And, um, yeah, I was in the hospital for a whole week, Mm. then came home. And then that was also super painful because I was home alone, living on the third floor, no elevator. Mm. So I had to, like, walk up with crutches, walk down with crutches, send my friends to, like, get groceries for me and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, just, like, still, like, I went to, to the physio three times a week. Mm-hmm. I was very lucky. I had my operation at the shortest clinic here, and oh, I also yeah, had the physio the there. Yeah, for, for Doctor Price, he, he's Ooh. the one. If you have any knee problems, he's okay, the guy. We'll tag him. Yeah. <laughs> and so I went there for three. Also, my physio was amazing, Uli. He's back in Germany now, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, I did my physio Can there. Recommend my sister. Mm, three times a week, and then also did exercises at home. 
kept continuing doing yoga. I bought one of those yoga chairs. Yoga chair? It's like a wooden thing with a hole inside. Uh -huh. And it's a safe way to practice yoga, like especially like things like headstands, because you can't oh. fall out. Because you okay. know how they tell you to put your leg up for so the blood yeah, runs off yeah. in the water. And I'm like, well, what's better for all the circulation in the body than going into a headstand? Of course. But doing a headstand just like that, I was like, even though That's I know I wouldn't scary, fall, yeah. but I was like, you know, I'm just gonna get the yoga no thing. Worries. And yeah. then people were like, oh, you're crazy. You should rest. You just lie in bed. And I'm like. What? I can't, I can't, well, no that's way. what they su you're supposed to do. And I'm like, w I can't, like for me, that would be do like... Are we saying that you should rest and do nothing? Yeah, well, they just say, you know, you have to lay flat, put your leg up and like, you know, um, um, be gentle to your body. And I'm like, for me, that's not going to work. Like, even when I was still in hospital, I took those elastic bands, the straps yeah. and the loops, and I put them on the back of the hospital bed and did like upper body exercises. Because I'm yeah. like, I have to do something. If you're yeah, used to yeah. exercising every day yeah. and then you lie you in a hospital, hospital bed for a week, <laughs> it's, it's like, it's not going to be good for me. No. It's so and I think it's not good for anyone. No. It's funny that you're mentioning that because I met my sister, who's also a physiotherapist on Sunday. And our grandma, she's turning 99 and she's still doing oh, yoga wow. every week. And we think that's the reason why she's still alive yeah. because she's so flexible. She mm. can sit cross-legged still, yeah. wow. you know, that's amazing. 99. See, that's going to be me when I'm 99. With osteoporosis, right? Yeah. So, and, and, and multiple times falling and breaking or, or squeezing, whatever. But, but what my sister said, is like, she needs to move more. She needs to walk around more. We need to make sure she, her helpers yeah. make, get her out and walk around. Yeah. And that's the only way. And I thought so. So, I mean, I couldn't agree more, but mm. it was just so, so good to hear from yeah. her as well. No, it's really good. Yeah, and then, so I did one month rehab here. And then after one month, I flew to South Africa because mm -hmm. I was like, you know, it was end of January, beginning of February in Ugh, Switzerland on miserable. crutches. It's like you can't do anything. If it's raining, no. out, how are you going to hold an umbrella if you're on crutches? Yeah, no. Or if and it's the snow on the street. The it's like, I was like, this is like <laughs> nowhere so I'm going to stay here. No. I'd rather like lie on the beach in Cape Town than in my yeah. bed in Zurich. Yeah. So flew to Cape Town. How did I go with the leg? Did you get a lot of uh, swelling in your leg when flying? No, because not that's too usually bad. kind not of an bad. issue, right? No, not too bad either. I wore those. Compression? No, I think, yeah, I think then I already, tights, yeah, yeah, I wore those compression yeah, sleeves. Good. Yeah. And I booked like a front row seat so I could put my leg up against the yeah. wall. Mm -hmm. And you know, the stewardesses, they were all super nice. I think they actually yeah. brought me ice at some point. Oh, wow. So that was all fine. And then found a really, really good physio in Cape Town, um, Dr. Renee Naylor, if you have in South Africa. She's uh, the physio of the South African national rugby team. Wow, Springbok. She knows. She knows. <laughs> And she had a patient before oh. me that literally had exactly the same injury oh, as me. Awesome. And then she was really, really pushing me. Because here mm -hmm. in Switzerland... They're a bit too, too yeah, gentle. Yeah, they, would, would, they were like... They, because the injury is so rare, they didn't really know what to do. Like yeah. there's exercises for the ACL and there's exercises for the PCL. And they have such fear of mistakes. Exactly. They so they're like, you know, since you oh, have both yeah. and this, like they, they didn't really... And I always wanted more. Like my physio said, mm -hmm. you know, other people you have to... Push, like push, push, push that they do more and yeah. with you I almost have to stop you stop you because <laughs> I was like let's do this and this and this so I got to South Africa started physio and rehab with Renee and yeah that was just like bam 
like she put me on a leg press and I was like oh my god my knee is literally gonna pop gonna out pop out yeah because I was still on crutches then yeah but it didn't and oh, nice. uh, yeah there was like a huge step forward and the sun and yeah the, like I would just go down to like Clifton energy. Beach on my crutches and yeah, people would great. look at me on the stairs like what's wrong with you I'm like this is a great upper body exercise yeah. <laughs> So I think the yeah for me it was just there was never a stopping and obviously I did have setbacks like sometimes I had really really bad pain or when the bending wasn't going as much as I wanted because like you have to lie on the stomach and then pull the leg towards you and bend yeah. it and then it's like it's like your knee you can't bend it more and you really yeah, yeah. have to pull it and it's super painful yeah, yeah. but you yeah you just have to work through that and yeah have a positive mindset about it. This is such an important aspect that you mentioned already from the very beginning. The way you, you, your mind is set mm. is so crucial yeah. for the outcome. And I think it's so massively underrated what the mind does yeah. for our physical, physical yeah. health. Massively. And yeah. it's so easy for, for all the healthcare professionals to constantly talk about oh yeah you need to do this and that and we can operate here and he there but that they completely disregard the mind yeah, yeah if the mind, mind is not bothering there to me if it, yeah if yeah. the mind is not there you can have the best doctor and physio it's, yeah. it's not gonna work no. like no. you have to know it yeah. like that's like i knew in the from the beginning i knew i'll be running again and i set myself actually a date six months post-operation i'll be running and um, so after the one month in South Africa, I got back to Switzerland. And then what they have at the Schultz Clinic, which is really, really good, they usually only have it for athletes, but because I was pushing, I made my way in there. They have a thing called anti-gravity treadmill. Mm -hmm. So it's a treadmill that te like, technically has like a balloon on top. Mm -hmm. And you go into the balloon, so you like, you're gravitating. So, and then they blow it up. They originally made this for astronauts. Mm -hmm. And then... You, you can put in with how much percent of percentage of your body weight you want to run. Ah. So I started running two months after operation with like 20% body weight. Yeah. But my knee got used to the movement again. Of course. Yeah. It's all about the movement. And then like I would like run on that treadmill with the music I always listen to whilst oh, running. Close my eyes, imagining like I'm running in the forest. And I think that also like really helped just that my knee gets right away again used to running. Yeah. Yeah, and then once I was off uh, the crutches, and which all, was when? How many months after? I think it was three months after. Yeah, yeah, or oh, two, two, three months after. Yeah. And how was the the muscle comparing to the? Your oh, in the beginning leg? it was gone. It went so quick. It's so and fast. I've got calves. Like I've got strong muscular legs. Yeah. My left leg, my calf was like non-existent. Yeah. Could you like pull your 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 um, skin from your leg? Because I actually it never was, tried like, that. So <laughs> I didn't that try was, that. Like no, no, yeah, yeah. But it all came back now. Like you wouldn't even notice. It's crazy. How about the scar? I put like a lot of um, research into like scar cream. treatment, and again, I mean, I could show you now, but I'm wearing jeans. But the scar turned out turned out really good. Like. You really only see it if you look at it. Like I put like a plaster. It's called Scarben. It's a mm -hmm. company. I think they're from Belgium or Holland. I'm actually not sure now. And it's like a silicone plaster. You keep it on for 23 hours a day. It has UV protection. Mm -hmm. 
and then you wash it. Most important, dry in it. South Africa, I exactly, guess. and then you put it back on, and it's skin ah, color, so you don't okay, really see it. Cool. And because of the silicone, it keeps the scar flat. Because some yeah. people tend to that the scar like starts sticking up, yeah, and looks like a little sausage. Yeah, but with that, it's just like my scar has the same color now as my skin. Like wow, again, like you hardly ever see, so you hardly even see it. Yeah, incredible. And I mean, I guess if you move, if you move your your leg or whatever body part soon after the operation, mm. there is also more blood circulation, yeah. which improves wound healing. Yeah, and healing. scar massaging, like I would yeah. massage it all the time. So, yeah, yeah, and then um, to go further, once I got off the crutches, I obviously wasn't allowed to run yet, but I needed to do something, and I think that was. May, June, so it started to get warmer, so I started mm -hmm. doing a lot of hiking. Oh, so nice. I would like hike up a mountain, then take the cable way down because yeah, we're walking you didn't down. Yeah, want to get like, Yeah, so just to like make my legs strong, get a little bit of cardio in without actually putting too much pressure on my knee, and then. Therefore, you were super lucky living in this country where yeah, there's so no, many I, opportunities to go hiking yeah, and no, be active. No, I was in general, I was super lucky. I mean, I did one month rehab here, one month South Africa, one month rehab here, then went back to South Africa for one month and then came back here, started to get warm and I was ready to go outside. Awesome. Yeah, it was like the best of both worlds. And also having like the different physios because mm -hmm. they were both good in their own way. Right, right. So, yeah. And then... Yeah, and then fast forward. fast forward, literally six months post-op, I did a 5K run and I had no swelling, no pain in my knee, nothing. Wow. I was just, I ran faster than before because I think I really put so much more effort because before I never trained my legs, you know, yeah, like, yeah. You know, like yeah, I went yeah, for running, course, I did yoga, yeah. but I yeah. never like put attention how to train certain muscles mm -hmm. and then obviously doing rehab I had to do that and got a lot more connected to my body as mm -hmm. I was already did you bike too during that time or no biking at all uh in physio like I would like be on the bicycle yeah 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 um not not outside no because mm -hmm. it was too cold and in South Africa mm -hmm. I don't have a bike yeah I, did, oh, I didn't have a bike um Yeah, and then six months later, I went for my first run, and then one year later, I did a half marathon. One year later? Yeah. Wow. And then I sent uh, my doctor the photo, and he was like, yeah. it's, it's like, <laughs> it's, it's a mystery, like, this doesn't happen. Yeah, you But should have again, interviewed you, like, you can send him the podcast, yeah. where <laughs> you in detail describe the amount of exercise and de dedication. Mm. You know, there's also something that that not everyone has and I think if you're a sports person and that's also very underrated in Switzerland and many countries that mm. if you're a sports person you have this sense of perseverance yeah that personality trait great that you are not giving up no matter no, exactly. what you just keep on pushing 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 sometimes yeah. push too much yeah but it's it's um it's absolutely crucial for for success yeah to do that no exactly and so, and yeah you just also have to like listen to your body and also trust yeah. it you know yeah. like i had yeah. to put trust in my knee yeah that i can do it good point and like even with trail running you know when because my mcl is still too too loose right now mm -hmm. i actually never even feel it because i think i build up enough muscle but in the beginning i could literally 
shift my lower part of the leg a little mm-hmm. bit. But I would still go on trail running, but I was wearing a knee brace mm-hmm. and just to like have extra stabilization. Mm-hmm. But again, you just you have to trust your knee or wherever you had the injury mm-hmm. that it is mm-hmm. working again. Exactly. And not always be like super careful. Super careful. Yeah. That's just yeah, yeah exactly. not gonna get you anywhere. Yeah. So if you if you would be able would be giving any tips to others in a situation similar to yours what would you say is is like been the key for you well n- like set yourself a timeline i think that's really good and a goal that you want to work maybe towards a, too important to say also a realistic one you didn't say yeah, i want to be able to run like two months post-op no yeah. no i mean i did a lot of research and talked to mm-hmm. my physio the one in south africa and i mean you know if if a rugby player i mean they obviously got it's a whole different story but if he can get back to that then I can, you of know, course. You, but you have to put in the work. That's the thing. Like yeah. nothing is going to happen by no. its own. Like, as I said, I went to physio three times a week. I did my exercises at home. Like I trained a lot. Yeah. And funny enough, I mean, a very good example with be careful what you wish for the new years before the accident, the accident happened in January, I think mm-hmm. on the 11th or something like that. The new Year's, So basically 10 days before that, I said, because you know how you make like a New Year's resolution. And yeah. I actually said then that 2018 will be my sportiest year so far. Like I wanted to do a triathlon and a full mm-hmm. marathon. And then the accident happened. And I was like, okay, well, there goes my New Year's resolution. Yeah. Maybe then, it was too much. No, but then looking back, I probably exercised more that year than I ever did before. And better because I was working so hard on getting back. As yeah. I said, like I, mm-hmm. I trained every single day. I put like a lot of research in it, you know, read articles and like from different sports people. And so actually it was my sportiest year mm-hmm. in a very different way. Mm-hmm. But it was. And now like I don't have any disadvantage. Like I, n- I never have any pain in my knee. Not if I fly, not if the temperature changes like other people. Mm-hmm. I still mm-hmm. have three screws in my knee. Just wanted to ask. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I never feel that. Yeah. I can sit cross-legged. So um, cool. So, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and I did another half marathon. And you did now. another half marathon. Yeah. Hey, this was, this was so inspiring to listen to you. And I think it gives hope for people who are in the hospital right now or in recovery, feeling like, oh, there's no hope. There's no end to this. Yeah. And... Um, can they reach out to you and Q&A you even further? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah? on my Instagram. Cool. Yeah. Super. I'm actually, I want to bring out actually, but I'm working on it, an ebook, Strong Knees with Aggie. Because a p- lot of people actually ask me also like during the rehab, I used to film my exercises and then people yeah. would ask me, oh, I just had something similar. What can you advise? Right. So I thought yeah. might as well put like a little guidebook out there. Super cool. Just we'll hear more from time. you. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, we enjoy the sun. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, thank you. Thank to you be so continued. much. We'll talk more on another podcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And please come with questions if you have so. Mm-hmm. Take care. Bye. Bye.